0: Time for a Tech Tuesday, and Carmi Levy joins us with his favorite tech stories of the week. Nice to have you, sir. Great to be here, John. Thanks. I don't think this comes as much of a surprise. Apparently, people are now afraid to answer their phones because constantly we're being scammed. And I'll tell you, if I don't recognize the number, if it's not in my index, I just don't answer. If it's important, they'll find another way to reach out. Yeah, I've been doing that for years as well. You sort of have to disavow yourself of the notion that
1: every single call needs to be answered or returns and and increasingly Canadians don't trust when that when someone calls them, it is in fact a legitimate call. TransUnion Canada data suggests that almost half of Canadians uh, are saying that they've been targeted by a scamming attempt, and more and more of us are just ignoring our phone. Uh, and if it goes to voicemail, they may pick it up after, otherwise uh, they'll never know. Uh, this is also targeting businesses that uh, the, the amount of attempts uh, have just gone up 40% in the first six months of this year over last year. Uh, certain industries, telecom, particularly 400% increase in fraud attempts. Insurance, 90% increase in fraud attempts. Basically, it means that we are becoming scared, whether it's a phone, uh, whether it's a text message, whether it's an email, all of these vectors, all of these platforms, increasingly, we don't wanna answer the messages when they come through because we
0: simply don't trust that they're coming from someone we know. But probably better not to answer, especially when it comes to texts, because quite frequently I'll get something saying, you know, are you there or are we golfing or something like that? And Mm -hmm. it's from nobody that I know. And I'm told that if you respond to that, then at the very least, now they have a database that says this is a legit number. Exactly. A response puts you on their radar. A response confirms that
1: you exist. A response gives them data that they can then use to target you in future. Again, if you don't respond, no harm, no foul. They literally don't know that you're there. It's not that they even had your number in the first place. It's that they picked a bunch of random numbers from a, a number generator and hoped to get some, some leads uh, by those who were sort of naive enough to respond. And in this case, if you respond, well, guess what? You're now going to get more of these attempts in future. So same deal, right? If you see it, don't engage,
0: don't respond, don't try to have fun with them because you're just only inviting more attempts in future. Okay, you mentioned TransUnion. What is this story about an FBI hacker and TransUnion? Yeah, the irony that TransUnion, you know, the biggest credit, one of the biggest credit rating
1: companies on the planet, uh, telling us how to stay safe, but then at the same time itself has been compromised. So TransUnion, um, uh, there's a a, the hacking group USDOD. They're the group that hacked the FBI last year. They are now being implicated. A group called VX Underground has released data that suggests that uh, that TransUnion has been breached again. uh, That and this is a company that has uh, well over a, the data on well over a billion people, including Canadians, as well as the credit information of every American who has a credit card. Uh, so they're saying that they found uh, online a leaked database, three gigabytes in size, contains uh, the data from, from, for example, first name, last name, passport information, place of birth, uh, employer, uh, financial transactions, credit score, all that, uh, that is just sitting out there in the open. Uh, and this is again, TransUnion, uh, they've been implicated a number of times, breached a number of times in recent years, they've been sued for billions of dollars, they've been fined, and here we go again, now we're hearing shadowy references that it's happening again, and the company has been
0: caught with its uh, technological pants down. The uh, headline says, revolutionary new bicycle tires inspired inspired by NASA don't need to be filled with air, but that actually takes us back in time, there was an era where we didn't have air-filled tires sure uh you know before pneumatics before rubber uh before Charles Goodyear kind of
1: figured it out and commercialized the technology tires were made of metal they were not very convenient um, they didn't have a whole lot of traction they were super expensive and super ponderous uh and then you know in in the 1960s NASA put uh, uh non-pneumatic tires on its lunar rover of course on the moon there is no air you cannot blow up tires and on Mars curiosity and perseverance use very sophisticated metallic Technology um, on their tires to allow you—you're know, not calling CAA, so these things have to be durable. So now there's a company called the Smart Tire Company. They're based in Akron, Ohio, right in the shadows of the Goodyear Tire Company, and they've got something called metal—M-E-T-L. Um, these are—they've uh, got a Kickstarter campaign. They've sold out on the Kickstarter campaign. Basically, uh, it never requires air pressure. It rides just as smoothly as traditional pneumatic tires. It uses shape shifting metal nickel titanium alloy that it calls nitinol um, so that as it compresses uh, it then very quickly springs back into its original shape they say that it rides as smoothly uh, as rubber Mm. but of course you're never going to get a flat you're a cyclist john i'm a cyclist we've both been caught miles from home with a flat This will never happen here, which is kind of delightful.
0: Okay, and my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed are full of all these apps that would allow me to identify a coin or identify a plant or an insect and now apparently identify a mushroom, but maybe not a good idea. Yeah, you
1: probably don't want to. And this is one of the reasons why I, I understand that picking mushrooms is a thing. I don't, because I'm always afraid that I'm not very good at telling the difference between them. There are some look-alike ones that, you know, uh, a legitimate mushroom can look very much like one that can kill you. Uh, so now there there is a uh, 404 Media as an organization, they've released a, a, a warning saying, basically, there are books uh, on Amazon that are being written by AI bots that claim to be all about mushrooms, uh, to be a mushroom spotting guide, uh, but they're wrong. And in many cases, they provide advice that can get you killed. So The Guardian uh, did a uh, did a test. They submitted a number of these books to a bot called originality.ai to test for plagiarism. And they found that 100% of them, they were highly confident that they were written by a chat bot. Uh, and basically, the, the New York Mycological Society Society, which, which studies these things, they're kind of the authority on it. They're basically saying these books, if you read them and follow their advice, you may very likely eat a poisonous mushroom. So please, for the love of everything that is good, do not, uh, f- you know, if you are going to buy a mushroom book on Amazon, mm-hmm. do your due diligence,
0: look for the author. In many cases, the authors for these AI books do not exist. Okay, well, and, and I'm with you. I ain't picking mushrooms in the wild because I don't need to die. Good mushrooms come in a can. They always have. They always will. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Thanks, (laughs) John. That's Carmi Levy, our tech expert.